Hey there, future friends! This week, dinosaurs walk the Earth again, and almost everyone gets out of their way. This is the week of June 10th, 2022, and you are listening to the Future Flicks with Billion podcast. Welcome to the show, everyone. This week might actually be a short episode, and I know I say that quite a bit and then it ends up being regular length because I just talk and talk and talk, but we have a total of five movies this week, which seems just a little weird. And I know I didn't do an episode last week. It's because even though quite a few movies came out, they were all of the things that I think that these companies wanted to push out in between the movies in the summer blockbuster season. Because we had Top Gun Maverick, then we had That Week of Nothing, and now we have Jurassic World Dominion. Next week, we have Lightyear. Two arguably big movies. And even though I'm personally not that stoked about Lightyear, a lot of people are. It's causing a lot of buzz, if you catch my drift. I would like to personally apologize for that joke. You know, when I said it, I didn't realize the the anger and the outrage it would cause, and I will learn to do better from now on. But anyway, let me tell you what the show is normally like, and then I'll tell you how it's going to change this week. Normally on this show, I tell you about all of the movies coming out during the week, and I break them up into two categories. The first category is the limited release section. That's every limited release that did nothing to catch my eye. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a bad film. It's just that the premise, coupled with the trailer really didn't speak to me, so I don't think it's worth much thought. And in that segment, I tell you what the movie is, what it's about, and who's in it. Maybe give a thought or two, but that's it. The next section is the wide releases and interesting indies. That is, all of the indie movies that did catch my eye, and then every wide release. So that includes movies getting nationwide releases and movies coming to major streaming service. In that section, I tell you the movie's name, what it's about, who's in it, and then I will give some thoughts on it, and then I will give it a score, which I call the Billiams Interest Level Score, aka the Bill Score, which can go anywhere from a 0 for those awful films to an 11 for those films that make me oh so happy to be a movie fan. I usually wrap that all up with a pick of the week, which is my way of saying, hey friend, if you go see one movie this week, this is going to be the best bet. But this week is going to be a little different. With only five movies, there's no reason to split them up into different categories. And you know what? Most of these movies look pretty good. I'm going to put them in order of interest to me. So let's start with the first film this week, which is a movie called Crimes of the Future. This is a limited release film that's getting a slightly wider release this week. If I did an episode last week, I would have talked about it then, as it was getting only a New York and L.A. release. But this week, it is expanding, and this film is about humans adapted to a synthetic environment with new transformations and mutations. With his partner Caprice, Saul Tenser, celebrity performance artist, publicly showcases the metamorphosis of his organs in avant-garde performances. 
This stars Leah Seydoux from Blue is a Warmest Color, Kristen Stewart from Spencer, Viggo Mortensen from Hidalgo, Scott Speedman from Underworld, and Tanaya Beatty from Yellowstone. So when I first watched this trailer, I thought it looked like super weird, artsy garbage. Because let's be honest, this is sci-fi. It is science fiction. Even though it doesn't have aliens and spaceships, sci-fi doesn't need that. But this movie looks strange, and it looks purposefully strange. Like the movie's trying to make some sort of statement. Like the director would be giving an interview wearing a beret with these uh, sunglasses on indoors and saying something like, yeah, man, this movie's about how we give ourselves up to capitalism and how it changes who we are in the inside, man. The feeling I got from the trailer is that this is going to be one of those movies that are described as cerebral, where if you just watch it as a movie, you might be leaving the film a little confused or disappointed or just feeling like you missed something. I I get the feeling that this is a film you have to watch with it as a form of art in mind. And while there's nothing wrong with that, as a form of art, as a film with something more to say, it just didn't speak to me through the trailer. This does have a stacked cast, though. This is a really good cast, and that is a reason I'm even giving it any thought. But as far as the other movies coming out this week, I think this looks like the weakest contender, just because I get the feeling it's going to be a little more niche. Crimes of the Future gets a 4.5 out of 11. Next up, my future friends, is a movie called Lost Illusions, another limited release. This is a story of the rise and fall of a young man in Paris who dreamed to become a writer and became a journalist. This is a movie from France, and it's based on the book by Balzac. Heh. Balzac. Yes, I think a French period piece seems a little more interesting than Crimes of the Future. Because with a period piece, you know exactly what you're getting. And for many of you, if you had to pick one, you would see the former movie. You would go see Crimes of the Future. But if it was me, and I base this show off of my feelings, I think that I am more likely to enjoy Lost Illusions than I am Crimes of the Future. And I am 100% ready to eat my words like I have before on the show. And if I ever do see Crimes of the Future and I like it, I will 100% admit it. Because let's face it, I would rather be wrong about these films that I don't think look good. I would much rather be wrong because why not see more that's good? Why not enjoy more movies? But let me actually say something about Lost Illusion. It looks like a basic period piece film. It really does. And that's something reliable about films like this, because be it a Downton Abbey movie, be it Emma from a few years back, be it one of the many Pride and Prejudice remakes, or Little Women, or something like that, you know what to expect and you know what you're getting into, and that's what makes these movies reliable. And it doesn't matter if it's a movie in English, or French, or maybe it's a, a German period piece movie, which I guess is probably a thing. While they may not all be the same, while they may be unique in different movies, the experience is going to be similar. But even though it does look better, in my opinion, than Crimes of the Future, Lost Illusions still just looks okay. Which is why it gets a 5 out of 11. My friends, we're going to do one more movie, and then we're going to take our break. And for the final limited release of the week, it's a movie called I'm Charlie Walker. 
The true story of how one desperate man, armed with only his charm and wits, takes on a racist San Francisco corporation in 1971. This stars Mike Coulter from Luke Cage, Dylan Baker from Trick or Treat, Safia Fredericks from Sorry to Bother You, Emma Caulfield Ford from WandaVision, Monica Barbo from Top Gun Maverick, Greg Sipes, who's the voice of Beast Boy in all of the Teen Titans cartoons, Carl Lumley from Alias, and Mayor Willie Brown. Yes, the actual Mayor Willie Brown. So we have another period piece, but instead of a Victorian period piece, this is a 1971 period piece based on a true story. So we have an oil tanker that goes bust on the coast of San Francisco, and it needs to be cleaned up. And so the city is trying to find the cheapest bidder, as any city or the government in general does, to clean it up, and everything is just too expensive. So this guy, Charlie Walker, shows up and he's like, hey, all you racist motherfuckers don't want to hire a black man for this, but here I am. I will do it for cheaper. Let me do this. So this movie is about how Charlie Walker tries to clean this up and do the job, but also has to fight Fight all the racist people around him who don't want to see him succeed and fight to actually get the job done too. And once it starts to actually work, he has people trying to swoop in and take it all from him. What first caught my eye about this is that the fact I was watching Luke Cage in this film and also Dylan Baker. If you don't know Dylan Baker's name, you know his face, I guarantee it. You have seen him in something. He was probably never the main character. He was probably never on the poster, but you have seen him. He is one of those actors that will probably never be the leading actor in a role, but has done so much and has worked on so many things that he's easily recognizable, even if you don't know the name. So another thing that caught my eye about this film and put it up higher on the list is the fact that it looks like it's in the 70s. And I'm not just talking about the clothing and the styles and everything, like how Wonder Woman 1984 and Stranger Things just shove the 80s in your face, but the film just feels like it's from the 70s. That's the vibe I got from it. This looks like one of those films that's going to be a safe bet. It looks like something that's going to be entertaining, maybe not entirely memorable, maybe not something you want to own for your collection, but something that you will watch, you'll enjoy, and it will teach you something that you maybe didn't know. I like movies like this because I can keep them just in my pocket. Keep them as a movie that I know I want to watch one day, so if I'm ever totally out of ideas of what to watch, there's nothing on. Well, there's always something on, but let's be honest. Sometimes you're just not in the mood for stuff. I can pull this out and go, hey, I remember this film, and that it looks kind of interesting. I'm Charlie Walker looks like the story of a man that's just trying to get by, but society is against him only because of the color of his skin. It's a familiar story, but it's one that needs to be told. It's one that still needs to be told so many years after this movie took place. I'm Charlie Walker looks like a good film for many reasons, and that's why it gets an 8 out of 11. All right, my friends, it is time for the first and only break as we hear a word from our friends of the show, and then we will be back with the final two films. Stay tuned. Are you looking for a nerd podcast that touches on every walk of nerd culture? Well, look no further. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is the podcast for you. We cover nerd culture, news, new movie reviews, bad movie reviews, video games, comics, with sprinkles of nerdy nostalgia throughout. 
Somewhat Nerdy Radio is a flagship podcast of the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Find us on every podcast app or stream it on SomewhatNerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Robbie. And we host a show called We're, We're Doing, Doing Fine. Fine. We're friends from across the ocean. I'm from Scotland. And I'm from California. Join us every week as we chat about biscuits. You mean cookies. Brexit. Whatever's going on here. Who knows? Almost dying. Why we're single. Popular culture. And basically everything and anything that can distract us from this postmodern hellscape we're all living in. Because we're We're doing doing fine. fine. Welcome back to the show. The last movie that's not the pick of the week is called Hustle. This is a Netflix original film actually coming out on the 8th. So by the time this episode releases, this movie has already been out. This is about a washed up basketball scout, discovers a phenomenal streetball player while in Spain, and sees the prospect as his opportunity to get back into the NBA. This stars Adam Sandler from Uncut Gems, Ben Foster from Lone Survivor, Robert Duvall from The Godfather, Queen Latifah from Hairspray, Jaleel White from Family Matters, and Raul Castillo from We the Animals. Adam Sandler, man, what's he doing? He's pulling out all the stops in what seems to be his renaissance. But let's get it straight. Adam Sandler has never been bad, but he had his specific style of comedy when he was doing things like Big Daddy, Little Nicky, Happy Gilmore, where he was that kind of screaming idiot character. And those were great. I have wonderful memories of watching those films when I was younger. And from there, he kind of transformed. I mean, he still does those films. If you saw Hubie Halloween, you know this, but he did Uncut Gems. He did Rain Over Me, which was fantastic. It was a film about 9-11 that set itself apart from all of the others. He did Punch Drunk Love, The Meyerowitz Stories, Men, Women, Children. Am I reading directly from a list? Yes, I am. And now he's doing this. He's talented. He has always been talented, and he's constantly reminding us of that. Also, Hustle is a basketball movie, and I have this weird love of basketball movies, even though I'm not a big fan of the sport. Like, if I'm hanging out with you and you're like, hey, Billiam, let's watch basketball, I'd be like, sure, yeah, give me a beer, I'll watch it, but I will never go out of my way to watch it. And that's how I am with most sports. But give me a basketball movie, and I am down. But what's intriguing about this film is that we have two people who are on parallel journeys. We have Adam Sandler's character who is just trying to make it, and not necessarily to be famous, but to to earn a living and having everyone against them. And the thing with a movie like this is that it could go either way. It could end happy with Adam Sandler's character getting this guy into the NBA, getting a big payday, being able to support his family, and the player can support his family too. So fun time had by all, or... They don't get into the NBA, but lessons are learned, and somehow it all works out. And I like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like those sports movies where you know they're going to win. You know the team's going to come home with that big W. It's going to be it's going to be triumphant. Those are great, too, but I like these movies, where it's more about the journey. I think The Hustle looks like a great bet, especially because it's a Netflix original movie. So... A lot of you, probably all of you, already have Netflix or somehow have access to Netflix. We all love to root for the underdog, and Hustle is about the underdog. Hustle gets an 8.5 out of 11. 
Finally, my friends, we are going to talk about the dinosaur in the room. That's right, of course. The pick of the week is Jurassic World Dominion. This is the only nationwide release of the week. Four years after the destruction of Isla Nublar, dinosaurs now live and hunt alongside humans all over the world. This fragile balance will reshape the future and determine once and for all whether human beings are to remain the apex predators on a planet they now share with history's most fearsome creatures in a new era. This stars Chris Pratt from Parks and Rec, Bryce Dallas Howard from The Help, Laura Dern from Marriage Story, Sam Neill from Hunt for Red October, Jeff Goldblum from The Fly, Dewanda Wise from The Heart of They Fall, Mamodu Athi from The Circle, Isabella Sermon from Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, B.D. Wong from Law & Order Special Victims Unit, Omar Sy from X-Men Days of Future Past, and Justice Smith from Detective Pikachu. I'm surprised this is the pick of the week. And let's be honest, it's the pick of the week because nothing else is coming out. Though, I I'm torn. I, I really am. Because I really want to see this. I think this looks like it's going to be a very fun film, but also a stupid film. I don't like where this story has gone. Jurassic World was okay. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was dumb. It was a visual spectacle, it looked great, it was exciting, but it was a stupid movie. I think the only way I would watch it again is if I did a movie night of the Jurassic World movies. That's it. I think this has a good cast, I think the CG looks good, but the story is just... eh. So we know from the trailer that Chris Pratt's character, I believe he's called Owen, I can't be bothered to look it up at this time, but we know that Chris Pratt's character is living somewhere with his daughter, and we know Blue is in the area, and Blue has a kid too. Blue, of course, being his velociraptor. That is totally his friend, because that is a thing that could happen. And then one day, people kidnap Blue's kid. So Owen promises Blue that he's going to rescue the kid. Or, let's not call it a kid, the baby dinosaur. And if this sounds stupid, that's because it is. And even Jeff Goldblum, Dr. Ian Malcolm, in a scene, talks about that. Where he just deadpans, asks, you made a promise to a dinosaur? Like, really? I do think this franchise had promise, but it just went off the rails with the second one. And they can't pull a Last Jedi Rise of Skywalker where they kind of walk stuff back. I mean, I guess they could have, but I don't think Jurassic World Dominion got nearly as much hate as The Last Jedi did, but then again, remember, no one hates Star Wars like a Star Wars fan, while Jurassic Park and Jurassic World don't get that much emotion out of people. You know, I have this as my pick of the week, but I've said more negative things about this than I have any other film this week. But that's because this is the best one to see in theaters right now, even though I don't have a high hopes for it as anything even remotely good, it's going to be fun. So even though I think this plot is going to be stupid, it's going to be a lot of fun and also super cool to see Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum again. And they're all looking really good. This is the pick of the week for entertainment value alone. And who knows, I've been wrong before, so this could be an actually good movie too. But I am not holding my breath, this has been a lackluster series, and all I'm going to want to see when I watch this movie is big-ass dinosaurs. That's all I want to see. My friends, Jurassic World Dominion is the pick of the week, and it gets a 7.5.
out of 11. Well, my friends, that is it for this episode. Yeah, see, it was shorter than some of the others. Yay me. But let me tell you that I'm going to try my hardest, but there may not be an episode next week. My wife is coming back home from the UK, which means I have to panic and do all the housework I said I was going to do this whole time. So if you don't hear from me next week, that is why. But I will definitely try to see Jurassic World and do an episode for it and do my regular episode. That is the ideal. Well, my future friends, thank you for tuning in. Please remember to share the podcast with your friends. That is how we grow. I would love it if you went on Apple Podcasts and gave me a rating. I would like all of the stars pretty please. You can even rate me on Spotify. That is even easier than Apple Podcasts. And I would love it if you did that. Don't forget to check out the good friends of the show, the Somewhat Nerdy Radio podcast, and we're doing fine with Robbie and Lisa. How do you reach me? Great question. You can find all of the links in the show notes in my link tree, but I am on Twitter, FutureFlixPod. I am on Instagram, at BilliamSWN. You can also, in my link tree, find my letterbox, so you can follow me and follow my really quick movie reviews on those. And as always, you can email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. But my future friends, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy signing off, and I'll see you in the future.